Hi, this is Kara Swisher, and I want to talk to you about my new podcast for the New York Times called Sway. If you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. This is Internet Marketing. Hello and welcome to the Internet Marketing Podcast from Site Visibility. I'm Scott Colnack, your host. And today we're going to be talking about what Gen Z wants from your brand with Kat Agostino and Jay Richards, who are co-founders of Imagine Insights. Hello to you both. Hi, thanks. Hey, how? <laughs> uh, so, a bit of an unusual uh, podcast recording. We've got a couple of different people in a couple of different locations. So you're not in the same location today, um, but feel free to speak over yourselves, and we'll fight for the mic on this one today. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, if you could maybe both take a turn to introduce yourself and speak on your background for a moment, and maybe Cat first. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm Kat. I'm the COO and the co-founder of Imagine. Um, and my background, I spent many years actually working within media agencies, um, always within a digital role um, from running clients to running big teams, um, and then set up my own media and marketing consultancy four years ago, just over four years ago. Um, and then very luckily found Jay last year, and um, the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm Jay. I'm the other co-founder um, and CEO of Imagine. Um, so yeah, my background, I worked in innovation for a long time in innovation teams. And yeah, prior to um, prior to Imagine, I was working at a consultancy, which was which was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, founded Imagine towards the end of last year and found Cat. And now we are currently living our best lives. <laughs> and Kat used the phrase you found Jay and the rest is history but today we're going to be talking about the future so the rest is the future um so uh yeah maybe if um either of you um whoever's best place could go into more detail about um imagine and what you're looking to solve and kind of how did the company form and what problem were you looking to solve yeah Jay do you want to take that as a start and then I'll jump in yeah yeah so really um our entire focus is enabling Gen Z to shape their future. And we know the best way for them to do that is for them to be working with brands because brands shape countries and culture like um, governments never really could. So what we do is we enable agencies and brands to um, crowdsource feedback, ideas, or insights from our community of Gen Z consultants. So they can use those feedback, those ideas, and those insights to actually build their branding, their marketing, or their products. So, um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. It really enables brands to sense check things, really enables brands to get feedback or to get complete fresh ideas from our community. So, yeah, it's really, really exciting. And, um, that on, on that note, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so on that note, so it, was that something that you spotted as a gap in the market? So brands that were finding it difficult to engage with uh, Gen, Gen Z and... And that's how the opportunity came about to build this particular company. Yeah, yeah. So really, the way it actually happened was one of our one of our clients 
um, the NFL, they came to us and they were kind of like, hey, we see you've got a you've got a community of young people, you've got a community of Gen Z. Is there any chance they'd be interested in um, enabling us to, in, in helping us to to um, just create a marketing campaign? And um, when a big brand like the NFL come and ask you that, you kind of think, okay, cool, maybe other brands have got this problem. So we just started doing some research and, and looking for other brands and agencies that may be struggling with this. And it turns out a lot of folks were. And um, so that's really where the idea came from. It came from a real-world problem that a brand was facing. And then when we when we did our research and spoke to other brands and other agencies, it, it seemed that the problem was elsewhere. So it was really that this opportunity to speak to your end users, to speak to Gen Z and engage them earlier in the process. So not just engaging them as you're about to roll something out, but engaging them in the ideation and the creation. And that in that collaborative approach, it actually changes everything. Mm. That's, that's something really interesting that you've touched on there as you were talking is that if the NFL or a company that big comes to you with a problem, you probably should look into that problem a little bit more because other brands are going to be suffering from that problem. So that's a really interesting insight about kind of how Imagine was born. And um, you touched on the fact that, that they knew you had a network of kind of, uh, I don't really know how to phrase it, Gen Zers, Gen Z <laughs> people uh, to work with. Uh, how how did you build this network of people to work with? Yeah, I mean, we so we refer to our um, our Gen Z community as consultants because um, they're ultimately acting as consultants to these brands and these agencies. Mm. So, um, and a large part of my role is to continually make young people aware of all of the opportunities that we have um, and invite them to be a part of our community. And so, I spend a lot of time talking to colleges, to universities, to schools, apprenticeships you know, youth organisations, basically anyone with 16 to 25-year-olds um, to encourage them to obviously become a part of our community, but also just to make them aware of um, opportunities that they may not have been aware of otherwise. Um, so, you know, because we're in this, we're working with brands and agencies all the time, but actually that's not the same for everybody else. So we're trying to enable mm. that opportunity for them. And, you know, we always have a goal of um, increasing the amount of um, young people on, in our community, uh, but we also need to retain them. So we, you know, alongside me, we have a community lead whose main focus is to continually engage with the consultants that we already have, as well as helping to build the community that we have. Hmm. Uh, what criteria are you looking for for to allow someone to join the community? Yeah, it's such a good question. I mean, to be honest, as long as they are within the 16 to 25 year old age range, then it's open mm -hmm. to everybody. And we actively encourage a diversity um, amongst our community. And I don't mean just from an ethnicity perspective, I mean, from location through to your parents' background, through to whether you're on school, you know, free school meals, to whether you are working or studying, to your gender, to your sexual preference. There's literally, you know, as, as, as broad as you like as long as you fit within that age range and that's really the mission of our, our business is to make sure that we have um, a complete diversity in thought as well as the people that are uh, and, the, and the background that we have yeah exactly and I think the, the the great thing and I love what Kat is saying there about diversity is just giving some statistics the 65 percent of our community are female um 35 percent are black 25 percent are Asian and 10 percent are from the LGBTQ plus community so it's a super super diverse um group of human beings and i think for us as a consultant joins our, our platforms and joins our community um over time as they continue to pitch they then get better and better and better and better at, at what they're doing and really 
um, they know and our community knows that the best ideas and the, uh, and the most creative responses are the ones that are going to get chosen to go with brands. So consultants are constantly talking to each other to, and how, on how to improve and all those different bits and pieces to make sure that we can ensure that, that our brands and our agencies that we work with as clients are getting the, the best talent from, from across the UK and soon Europe and the US. Mm. There's, there's one uh, fascinating aspect to this as well. So with so many brands missing the mark when it comes to diversity, when it comes to inclusion, um, it's such an important thing if you are crowdsourcing ideas for that information to come from a diverse set of sources. Um, you know, you, right now uh, I'm hearing about diversity consultants and so forth um, because of the situation that we're in and Black Lives Matter and everything else that's going on with the cultural, just in our society. And um, so, yeah, I think what you're doing is also key in making sure that inclusion is there from the start. Um, so that's something I guess I, I credit you for and uh, just really stands up to me as something kind of admirable and also sensible to be doing um what i am curious about um is regardless of background you're working with young people and you're a business uh, and i suspect there's still that element of you're a corporation they are a young person and there might be an element of skepticism there so is there anything you specifically do to help break down those barriers and show them that you're there to yes of course you're a business and you're trying to make money and you're trying to, and you're working with big brands but at the same time you're trying to support them yeah, actually, I mean, it's, it's such a good point. And we, yes, of course, there's the opportunity to, you know, participate in paid work um, and express their thoughts and their creativity. But really what it's doing is to give them a stepping stone to help them in the, the future world of work. So, um, you know, by submitting ideas, by answering challenges, by attending our insight days, um, by taking part in our instant insights, it's all preparation for, um, you know, the, the wider working world. Um, but we also do a lot of speaking um, gigs so we might be doing a podcast like we are now or we might host a webinar mm. for these young people or you know we might go into schools or to colleges and talk to them about our background and kind of where we've come from in terms of our career and helping to inspire them in other ways um, and you know the, the aim is that we're going to have a platform that is not just about that transactional work function, the paid work opportunities, but actually a place for, for them to be able to come and, and be inspired and, and have um, a different, yeah, a different perspective from two people that have run a business um, and, and had a very different background. And just even the phrase that you use, just describing um, the people that you're work with, working with as consultants, that just gives them such a, um, a credibility um, from a young age, particularly if they, you know, if opportunities are slim and you manage to work with these people and give them that, I guess that title, which, uh, again, regardless of your opinion is important in the working world. Um, so it's a, I think that's a really nice touch as well and describing them as a community of consultants. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I yeah. think the, sorry, sorry to jump in. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I think I, I, I love what Kat was saying and I think it is very much, and I love what you pointed out about the fact that that we call them consultants. And that was something Kat and I were very um, specific about right from the, right from the, the start of Imagine was in making sure that these, that our, that our community consultants understood that the brands need them, the agencies yeah. need them. It's not, it's yep, not coming yep. from a place of like, Oh, Hey, you know what? This is a great work experience. It's actually saying to them, Hey, like <laughs> you're getting paid to work with these brands because they actually need your help. Um, yeah. And then that changes the dynamic because when, 
when you're saying to somebody that you're the one that has the power in the room, it changes how they walk into that room. It changes how they walk into that situation. And that's something that we're very, very passionate about and will always be part of our business. Yeah, I love that angle. And with with um, young people taking advantage of, um, I, I've heard more recently in terms of when it comes to things like unpaid internships, I'm interested in the music industry where that thing, that kind of thing has happened a lot in entertainment industry uh, where young people are working for free a lot without without that voice and without being able to walk in a room, as you just said, confidently and say, you know, uh, you need me as much as I need you. So I think that's a really amazing thing that you're doing. I can see, I can feel that you get a lot of energy from that. And um, it's a great thing to be part of. Just moving on slightly to just how you work. So, um, and I appreciate there's some information you might be able to give me and uh, some that you might not, but let's say kind of, I've seen on your website, working with brands like NFL, Stella McCartney, um, could you maybe talk about an example project? Maybe it's the one for the NFL where they came to you with a specific problem and then you were able to solve it and maybe the process involved in that? Yeah, of course. Um, so um, we actually ran a workshop with NFL just over a week ago. And so as Jay had kind of said, they they wanted our community's help to help them really to shape their own youth marketing strategy. And so over you know a period of time, we set different challenges to our consultants and um you know that whereby they would submit answers to questions and then um one of the final stages was submitting a two-minute video and then we had such a great job of going through all of that content and um taking a final 12 to our nfl client who then alongside us decided on six people and those six consultants attended the virtual workshop and um, we would have obviously done it in person um prior to lockdown and we you know the day was 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 so great it was a mixture of individual tasks and group tasks to answer the questions that nfl were hoping to answer which they said that they answered everything and more and you know the consultants i've just actually had the pleasure of going through the feedback from the consultants and you know they're so passionate and they gave their all mm. um, and the day was just an incredible success so the process changes slightly for each client because we tailor it to a brief um, and it might be that you know there isn't always a workshop it might just be um, an insight piece that doesn't require that that step um, but the process in terms of us always assessing the work and the answers that these consultants submit is always going to be there and that's honestly one of the favorite parts of, of our job <laughs> hey sleepyhead why so sleepy oh it's because your mattress is a bag of potatoes and scrap metal you should try a nectar mattress with award-winning layers of comfort you can sleep easy knowing you got incredible value Mattresses start at just $499, and you get hundreds of dollars in accessories thrown in, as well as a 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com. Yeah, definitely. And I I think it's, yeah, it's literally, I think that the the best thing about all of it is is that it kind of can, can slot into a brand's or agency's development process of whether it's branding marketing or product it can slot in in so many different places so say for example as kept described there it was a it was a workshop that the that the brand needed but on the other end of the spectrum we have literally and as cat was alluding to with the instant insights where it's a brand can come just and come and say okay you know what we've got three marketing ideas we can send all three of those ideas to our consultants and within 72 hours our consultants can provide video feedback on the one idea that the brand should take forward why they love that idea, and also, most importantly, how the brand can then improve that idea. 
So for an agency or for a brand, that's like gold dust because you're able to yeah. go, okay, cool. This is our this is our target audience. Um, can be specified to so many different data points. This is our target audience telling us exactly which marketing campaign they love, why they love it, and then even, as I said, even more importantly, how we can improve it to make sure it it lands really well. So it's a, it's just it's I absolutely love it. It's just a great way of great way of doing business. Mm, uh, as I mentioned before, there's, there's there must be something in what you do that allows your consultants to kind of maybe either drop their guard or give such open feedback because for the feedback to be valuable you have to create an environment that they're comfortable with um so i'm i'm kind of curious to get to the bottom of what it uh, i guess are you two both involved in that process you're quite hands-on yourselves um with seeking that feedback and working with the consultants or is that anyone else in the business yeah, I mean it's it's us um, and it's our community lead mm-hmm. as well, and um, you know commu- mm-hmm. Anna's, Anna's role is is to literally you know speak to the community day in day out um, and and build a relationship with existing members and also with with new people, um, and you know we are we are involved in, in the whole process from right through from setting up a structure for how the workshops should run. Sometimes we host those workshops ourselves. Um, and, you know, if it, if there is a workshop involved, then um, this time we had calls with the consultants before the actual session to so that NFL could get a feel for the type of people that were going to be involved in the day. So, yeah, to, to answer your question, we are completely hands-on um, all throughout the process. Um, and then it's kind of a decision if there is a workshop for how much of the um, involvement that the client wants to take in terms of hosting that day. Mm, that makes sense. And then, um, so you you were speaking then about an example of uh, working with your consultants, um, but having worked on a number of different projects now, I was just interested to see some of the trends and to hear from you some of the trends that you're finding from Gen Z and what they look for in brands in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 probably my favorite question we ever get asked, and I think I think a, a a great example of a brand that is doing really really well with Gen Z is a brand called Tala. So that's T A L A. Um, it started by Grace Beverly, who she's a she's a twenty something um female entrepreneur who has built an activewear business that just hits all of the marks for our for our Gen Z community and the wider Gen Z community. And, and the reasons for that are... I think I know this brand, actually. I'm looking across the room from me. It's kind of print uh, material, like uh, at workwear with different prints and stuff like that. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's got yeah. a whole bunch of... Yeah, it's got a whole bunch of... Tyler's got a whole bunch of, like, really great active wear, really great gym wear, really great stuff that they can just, like... Yeah, it's it's phenomenal, and I think... Yeah, it, my, my girlfriend's been buying that recently, that brand. <laughs> That's even... So there you go. So even like down to like the small details with Tyler is like they have um, the tags that come in your clothes. You can actually take that tag, plant it in a in, in soil, and it will grow because the seeds within it, and it will grow into a plant. And even down to the little bits like that, and the things with regards to diversity, the things with regards to um, to body positivity, it's just a core in their brand. It's not something that they've bolted on. At, at the end is actually the core of who they are and i think mm-hmm. that's really what brands what gen z are looking for they're looking for brands not to say hey you know what we support black lives matter or we support um the female empowerment movement or we support all these different things it's not just about simply saying we support it it's about investing financially into those things to show that you support it and i think that's mm-hmm. what's happening with gen z there's a massive shift away from like with millennials we're very much like hey you know what um, don't drink, don't drink from um, demonic plastic straws. 
and all those different bits and pieces. But for Gen Z, it's like you need to go further than simply saying you don't use plastic in your products now. It needs to be this is how we're investing into so on and so on. And I think that's been the big shift that we've seen. And I think um, that's only just started. That's literally only just started. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to get bigger. And I think probably not even so much just for a sustainability perspective, from, but from all strands of the, the diversity spectrum. Hmm. No, I'd agree with you. That I mean, it's a question that I imagine we're all speaking about personally right now, with particularly with Black Lives Matter, which feels like was the starting point of. Um, I'm just going to, in terms of movements and in terms of just trying to summarise as everything you just dis- discussed, it feels like that was the moment, and this is the moment right now that's the start of everything new, and it's um, and it's the going beyond the superficial. We support this. And Gen Z are looking at us all and saying, okay, well, where's the proof? Um, And yeah. And and like you said, there's a, there's a long way to go, but any, from a marketing perspective, I'm just thinking about tips from you guys. It seems like the message is this cannot be superficial. Gen Z will see beyond it if it's superficial and they will not only see beyond it, they'll call you out on it. Yeah, exactly. I I think that's so true. (laughs) Yeah, the the calling out bit is so true. And I think, um, you know, Mm. Jay and I have discussed quite a bit about loyalty for brands. And, you know, if you can communicate to them in their language, if you are telling them the truth, if you are showing and proving all of these things that that we've just been discussing, um, then they will be loyal to you and they will stick with you. But as soon as you don't, um, they they are gone. Um, you know, they're not going to stick around. They they will jump shit. You have to make sure that you are communicating in the right way pr- consistently. Um, it can't just be a one-off campaign where you think you're targeting Gen Z. It has to be a relationship that you build with them. On, on that note, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see when people try to target Gen Z? I'm sure you've got some good examples in mind. I can hear it in the the silence. You don't have to mention any specific brands if you're uncomfortable with that, but maybe if you can give some examples of what people are trying that you've seen. Yeah, I think um, there's a a large um, confectionery brand and they, and they, it's it's just, it's historic for brands to go and say, okay, we're going to get this influencer that that our demographic loves, we're going to get them, we're going to stick our product on them and it's going to sell loads of loads of things. And I think those days, I don't. I, I think they're gone. I think you can't mm-hmm. simply expect expect um, brand love and consumer loyalty simply for the fact that you've picked the right influencer. And I think there's you would have seen it, and we've seen it multiple times where brands will just say, "Hey, you know what? We're going to stick this on this person and then put them in front, and we're going to make sales." And it's not happening anymore. And the thing with Gen Z is, is that they're like Kat was saying earlier, they're very vocal and there's a lot of choice these days. So if, if they don't like a certain brand, a certain gene brand, they're just going to jump ship and go try another, try another brand because there's so much choice out there. And I think um, a great thing for brands to do, whether they do it with us as Imagine or they do it themselves with their community, is to engage the, your end user, engage them in the conversation right from the go because if you do that you just mitigate all of the risk and you enable them to lead you and you don't lead them i think that's the for me that's the that's the best thing that can be done Hmm. Uh, i guess that's an area in which uh, you as a business could help as well i'm assuming is that if there's a a brand being built and they've got this as a you know gen z as a target demographic then sourcing that information and getting gen z's buy-in and uh insight from the start is something that they could 
use Imagine for? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's actually, you know, that's we would we would actually recommend doing that stage first. So, you know, rather than having mm-hmm. a physical product or, um, you know, a marketing campaign or your branding sorted and then launching that to, to a Gen Z audience, actually get their feedback beforehand and let them help shape that so that you are truly consulting with that end consumer before anything goes out to the wider public. Mm. And um, do you think that a lot of what you've just talked about, um, particularly the points that you were touching on, Jay, we talked a lot about Gen Z, but do you think they apply to millennials and beyond as well? Because, uh, And the reason I ask that is because I feel they do. I feel inspired. I feel the change. I feel as it's an odd scenario where Gen Z are motivating me as a millennial to make these changes too? Yeah, 100%. I think um, anytime we build anything and we do not consult the people that we're building it for, we're going to build it wrong. That's just that's just the way it is. And I think it's it's like Kat coming to me and saying, Jay, um, or me going to Kat and say, Kat, I'm going to launch a, um, a nursery in South London for um for working mums and then but i'm not going to consult any working mums i'm just going to build it and i'm going to build it it's going to be awesome and a cat will just look at me and be like you're a joker she's like you need to engage us you need to engage us if you're going to build for us and then we laugh at an example like that but that's exactly what 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 folks are doing for all generations so we're building for older people without consulting them. brands are building for millennials without consulting them. And i think it's our entire business is built around the ethos that everything you build will be built better if you engage the people you want to build for in the conversation as early as humanly possible and have them engaged through the entire process. And just um, speaking on uh, you as a company and you talked about building there, what are some of your plans and next stages for your company into the future? Is it is it kind of world expansion? Are you just looking at the UK? Are there any specific brands that you'd like to work with? Yeah, I mean, we've got, um, we, we want to get, you know, as many consultants on the platform. Um, Jay has a lovely magic number of a million. Um, and we we want to expand into other markets. Every meeting that we have is we get a question, are you going to be in the US? Are you going to be in Europe? Um, and it is definitely mm. in our roadmap um, and, and it will happen. And, you know, that will that will be an amazing step for us. And so, yes, for me, it's to continue to just grow our community and engage with them and, and make sure they stay with us. Um, and then, of course, from a brand perspective, I mean, we have, we have a long list of, of brands and agencies um, that we want to work with. But um, I don't know, Jay, if you want to talk about any of those without mentioning any names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's the thing i think i think cat hit the nail on the head for us it's just it's it's global domination but i think it's it's the exciting thing for us is that what we do at imagine just applies to so many different things so whether it's banking or i'm speaking at a webinar on friday with with highways uk about the type of transport we need in the future and it's it applies to so many different areas of life it's not just oh, a marketing campaign wherever it may be so I think for us, it's just, it's really, it's enabling our community to be in the rooms when decisions are being made about things. I think that's the thing that excites us and keeps us going. And yeah, as Kat said, um, a million consultants on the platform, and that's a million global. So it's a million sounds like a lot of like a big number, but a million of 8 billion or 9 billion, however we grow to, um, isn't actually a lot. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's, that will be, that will be our community of people that, that really can, can shape the future so that it ends up being better for all of us 
because we actually engage people when we're when we're talking to them and trying to sell to them. <laughs> mm, and one point that Kat touched on uh, as she was talking was uh, you have to make sure that uh, the the consultants are loyal to you, which means that you have to, I guess, keep your values in check, which is really fascinating to me as well because you've got this ambition to grow. And I imagine that there are lots of companies out there that you know start with values and they have the right values and then they grow and then the the kind of the root values are lost. So have you thought too much about how you'll sustain those values as you grow kind of through this massive network of consultants? Yeah, I mean, our, we actually, we buy by our, our values all the time. We're kind of having lots of, um, we have check-ins, you know, we talk about it once a month with it as, as a team. And I think we have, mm-hmm. we, our values are something that will continue to stay with us. So um, we're, we're open to sharing these and, it, you know, giving young people a voice enables them to shape their future. You know, that's the premise of our business that will always remain. Um, diversity is our strength. And that is from a fairness and equality perspective. Um, and obviously, we talked about inclusive um, inclusivity as well. So that will remain. And then, you know, something that we really, really love and we always feel like we've, we've really got this one is we've got each other's backs. So you'll notice mm. a lot of the time when we're Amazing. talking, we're not talking about I, we're talking about we. And if mm. Jay has a meeting, he always says we've had a meeting. You know, if I go and have a podcast or, or do something else, we've had it as a, as a, as a team, as a business. Um, and that is something that I just, yeah, I feel really proud because I feel like we are completely supportive of one another. Um, and yeah, that, that's got to remain. No, yeah. That's a beautiful thing, actually. I can hear that in your voice as you're both speaking, this uh, kind of huge respect and giving yourself each other the time. And I say that just as I cut Jay off. <laughs> so, Jay, you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, all, it's all good, bro. I forgive you, man. Don't worry, I forgive you. Um, but the, 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 the reason why Kat and I started working together was we would take long walks around East London and just talk about the future that we saw. And yeah. as we were walking... I just realized and Kat realized that our values just match up so much. And I think yeah. it doesn't matter what's going on in the world around us. It doesn't matter if, if COVID is happening or whatever, our values will still remain the same. And I think even as we scale to, to, to hundreds of employees and millions of consultants, I think it, the reason why those values will stay the same is because Kat and I are the ones steering the ship. And even if we aren't the ones that are physically involved in steering the ship, um, we will be handing over to somebody that we know also embodies those values. So for us, it's because it's just their core values of our DNA, and then they become core values of the company's DNA. And I think a lot of the time when you see when you see companies stray from their values, it's because those values were never the core part of the founder's DNA. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. because for Katanai, it is just who we are. It won't, it won't ever go anywhere because then f- for it to go somewhere, that means we would have had to physically have been ripped from the business. Do you know what I mean? And that will, yeah. that, that will, in that, in that type of, um, analogy, that would never happen. It would never happen like that. We would always be, um, always be leading the charge in, in some way with regards to imagine. Yeah. yeah, and we're, and we're really different uh, people. Like we're sorry. Um, I was just going to say, as a team, no, we're, we're completely different people, but we just share that same value. You know, we have different skill sets, mm. we have different backgrounds, we work very differently. Um, but because we have those values, actually, that's what makes the business work. So you can be, you know, for all you can be different people. We can build a team that are completely different from each other as long as they share that same ethos. 
there's an amazing uh, uh, lesson there in in brand building from from the start and uh, i think jay you maybe mentioned it is that if you have those values as a common thread between you all then it doesn't matter about external influences such as covid you know you're going to be able to um you're going to be able to kind of ride that wave um because of the values that they're at the heart of everything so um, that's a yeah that's, i mean that's a great, a great lesson in, in brand building and just business there um before i kind of let you two go i really wanted to touch on and i couldn't not talk to you about this it's emerging platforms so with gen z being at the kind of the forefront of everything that happens in media in particular are there any trends that you see with platforms or apps that gen z are engaging with that you're particularly excited about Yes, um, this is the, the cat, cat won't laugh because I always ask the question. Like, researching this kind of stuff and just like <laughs> deep diving into into Reddit, and you'll just never find me again. Um, I think some of the the, the thing, the, the one of the main things we're seeing from Gen Z at the moment, and and I think will be forever more, is their love for community. So whether that's community via online gaming. Um, whether that's community on TikTok where somebody can create a piece of content and then you have seven other people remake the content or jump on the back of that content and have that community feel through it. The community is a massive part of their lives. And for them, community isn't just the folks that live on your street. For them, community is the global community. The way they look at the world is just wildly different to how we do even as millennials and older. And I think one thing I love about Gen Z is that the way they engage with this community and use technology to engage with this community is just so it's just so powerful. And I think the platforms like TikTok, I don't think brands have even begun to understand um, how powerful TikTok is and um, platforms like Reddit and Twitch and all of these things where brands a lot of the time can think, okay, let's just find the right influencer create a cool piece of content and bang it on there. I think you're missing, you're missing a phenomenal, a phenomenal um, opportunity where Gen Z, you can really engage with Gen Z and say, what beautiful, amazing things can we create on these platforms and create them with us? And I think that's the power of TikTok. That's the power of TikTok that they're built around community. And you'll hear Kat and I bang on about community within Imagine because we know that that if we build the right community within Imagine, we will we will explode exponentially simply for the fact that Gen Z love community. One of the things that they asked us after one of our sessions on Friday is, do you guys have a channel where we can just talk to each other and communicate after this is all done? Because we'd love to get to know each other more. Do you know what I mean? These are yeah. random people that have never met. They've done a piece of work together. Now they're like, hey, can we hang out afterwards on a, on a, on a, some kind of work? So we created their own Slack channel for them where they could communicate. And then we'll also put them into the wider community channel that we have as well. So I just think, yeah, community is a big trend. And I think within that, there's loads of apps and platforms that are doing really, really well with that. And I think it will be it's a great time for brands to get involved with these communities and um, just engage them in, in amazing ways. Yeah. That's fascinating that you mentioned Slack there. So you, you have a you have Slack channels set up for different projects that you're working on and then also for people to kind of collaborate after the, the actual piece of work is done. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, that's a great piece of advice and, and exactly kind of the information that I was looking for there as well. That's fascinating to hear. Also fascinating to hear because um, it's typically associated with slightly an older demographic is Reddit that you mentioned there. But it's all, as you said, about the community 
element of it. Um, so I, I think the real lesson that I've taken from you speaking there, Jay, is um, if there's something on the horizon that allows for a sense of community being built, pay attention to it because it's got yes. potential. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to wrap up the podcast there and just thank you so much for your time. It's been a really interesting conversation. But before I let you go, uh, Kat and Jay, do you both want to let people know where they can find you and where they can find more about Imagine Insights? Yeah, of course. So um, if you go to www.imagineinsights.com, then you can find us there. And then if you want to connect with us on LinkedIn, I'm Kat Agostino and then Jay Richards. So yeah, feel free to find us. My Twitter is Kat underscore A. Um, And Jay, did you want to share yours? Yeah. So my all of my social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter is all JK Richards. That's J-A-Y. K for Kilo Richards. Um, you can literally type in that handle on Google and you'll find me everywhere. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, this has been the Internet Marketing Podcast from Site Visibility. I'm going to put up all of those links in our show notes, which are going to be at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can find our podcast on all platforms. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for an agency to work with, well, particularly if you're trying to focus on Gen Z, go speak to Imagine. And um, if you're looking for a marketing agency that specializes in SEO, paid media, and measurement and insight, come and speak to us at Site Visibility. Thanks, guys, for your time. Thanks, Thanks for having, for having us. Man.